and KFSD AM 1450. Now your hosts, Ontario and San Bernardino leading real estate experts, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz. Good morning. My name is Patty Schultz, my co-host Lilyvette Rodriguez. I'm a real estate agent in uh, the San Bernardino, Los Angeles County area, and Lilyvette Rodriguez is also a real estate broker in the Inland Empire. Her philosophy is single advocacy is more important than dual interests because you cannot be in two places wholeheartedly. I've been doing short sales for uh, seven years and I've helped thousands of homeowners across the country and a boatload of real estate agents not only make a lot of money but have made them smarter. That's right, all you agents and consumers that need to know anything about a short sale, please call Lilyvet or myself at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged, and we have Guy Keith from American Capital online here with us today. You can, uh, any of your mortgage questions you can please call him at 562-627-8866 that's 562-627-8866 so who is going to be uh we're going to be chatting about the different components of short sales that's such a huge umbrella uh, uh and we just think that there's so much information that we need to know about all the ins and outs of that and also we're going to be chatting on some of the changes and upcoming new programs under financing so we're looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that patty tell me what is a short sale that's a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) okay then let's just let's just break it down a short sale is where you owe more on the property than you can sell it for. So fair market value would be less than what you owe on the mortgage. That is what a short sale is. But there's so many components. So for, for the purposes of someone who may have to consider a short sale, What type of information needs to go into that portion of the package, of the actual short sale piece that's going to be reviewed by the lender? Well, you have to have a complete package, which is like a loan. So when you go to purchase a piece of property, you fill out a financial package. For the seller of a short sale, It's the same thing, but it's for the seller, and you must have a hardship to go along with it. They they should be financially um, in trouble, but these days there's you don't necessarily have to be in trouble just simply because people can't be held prisoners in their own homes if they have to move. So if you're getting relocated, or if you outgrew the home, or your children you know, or need to go to a different school, you shouldn't be held as, as a prisoner in your home. Thus, meaning that the financial hardship isn't always necessary. Okay, and that's, uh, so that's one of the key unique features in our market right now is that, number one, depending on who the lender is, depending on the special circumstances of the family, Uh, the information or consideration of that short sale will differ from family to family. That that portion is correct? That's correct. Okay, but as far as the documentation that goes into it, you, you just mentioned that it's exactly like a loan package. So you're looking at bank statements, uh, tax records, uh, um, paycheck stubs, and of course, what the special circumstances are that go in into that process. That's correct. Okay, so the reality of of short sales is that this is not the first time that our market 
has ever really experienced short sales because they've been around since day one of there being a mortgage and a real estate market. Is that correct? Yes, that's true. Okay. So the uniqueness now, because let's do a little bit of a comparison. Before this market that we're in right now, uh, short sales, if, if a family needed to have short sale be a part of their consideration, any short or deficiency would have to be paid by the homeowner. Is that not correct? Yeah, that's correct. But there's circ uh, certain circumstances. So each, each short sell, regardless of when they began or didn't, depends on their financial ability to be repaid so the bank on a deficiency there's a lot of new laws as we know mm -hmm. that have come into effect because of our market um but if you're financially distraught and you can't repay the deficiency or the shortage then the well the bank's going to 1099 that means that they're going it's phantom debt it means that they're going to send you a 1099 at the end of the year but with our t uh, with our um laws that have come into place most people that are financially you know distraught or unable to make the uh, payment on the shortage will qualify for the bill uh, the um the debt relief program okay but that's what you've just uh explained is is what is happening in our current market correct the history on short sales since the beginning of time they, those caveats or those exceptions were, were not in place. That's true. So, again, the, the one thing that's really different now is that the ability to write off that debt to a certain extent, depending on which state you're coming from. But, you know, we're talking about California. So there are, there are a lot of um, protections built into... Um, our short sale process as it stands now. But the reason why I wanted us to have this conversation is because short sales as we know them now will not always remain that way. You know, after some of these programs go away and the market stabilizes because real estate goes through cycles, what we are experiencing as a short sale market right now is is an unusual situation because of the amount of families that have been affected. But traditionally, short sales, if somebody had to move, and usually that, that was it. It was either hardship, a divorce, a relocation. Those were really the, the, the two big ones. A death. A death. There you go. Yeah, that's a huge one. That's yeah. kind of a permanent one. Yeah. Uh, then what would happen is that the family would have to figure out how they were going to come up with that difference. Otherwise, their only option would have been foreclosure. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So very, very interesting that um, that's one of the major pieces where um, our short sale market as it stands today differs. What's your take on that, Guy? Well, you know, the, the thing that's interesting in the short sales is that there's two parts to the whole thing is you've got the bank that has to approve it and you have the seller who's trying to sell the house. So, I mean, there's a, I may be kind of going off on a tangent here, but, you know, when you're, when you're looking at buying a property that is a short sale, when you make your offer and the seller is accepted, that's only the first step because the bank may or may, or, may, or may not accept that offer. Well, that's what I, you're absolutely but, correct. But, but basically, the what we want to get across is that if there are homeowners who need to have a short sale considered, they will want to do it as quickly as possible while they have these built-in protections where these shortage, shortages or deficiencies are not going to be looked upon for them to repay. And that is a huge, huge difference. I mean, nobody has, I mean, most of the families that we come in contact with don't have 40, 50, much less $100,000 to bring in out of pocket because that's what those, uh, uh, packages are looking like they have these huge shortages that they're not going to be able to to repay so 
uh, that we wanted to really uh, chat about how there is such a huge difference right now even though this market of short sales has been around for as long as foreclosures have been around. So Patty, I have another question. Um, does your agent need to know their area? Because obviously most of the, the families are, are, you know, it's a real estate transaction. So how, what's your take on that? Well, I would say, you know, traditionally speaking, yeah, an agent should know their area, but I've short sold properties across the country. I have buyers that buy out of their area. I have real estate agents that I make offers on that are from, you know, San Diego and they've got a listing in LA. So on a short sale, they should know their area, but on a short sale, it's not always necessary. What's the most important thing on a short sale is that the agent absolutely knows how to do a short sale. Bottom line, hands down, don't hire an agent that can't or does not know how to do a short sale. Right, because that's, that's how our market has, has changed right now. So coming up, we're going to continue the conversation and see what, what it is that the agent would need to communicate to their homeowner and also if they don't have that expertise, how to properly select a short sale negotiator. I'm Lilivet Rodriguez. My co-host is Patty Schultz, and you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvet Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. This is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Restrictions may apply. Information is subject to change without notice. All loans are subject to credit approval. Guy Keith is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, license number 01072433, NMLS number 232251. American Capital Corporation is a real estate broker licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, license number 01174694, NMLS number 264422, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Jennifer Coolidge. The American Heart Association says the disco song Stayin' Alive is the near-perfect beat for hands-only CPR. If you see a teen or adult collapse from cardiac arrest, you only need two steps to help save a life. Call 911 and push hard and fast in the center of the chest to the beat of the song Stayin' Alive. Disco is back and it's saving lives. To learn more, go to heart.org slash hands-only CPR. Nationally supported by the WellPoint Foundation. Monday through Friday, the finest business talk is heard right here on Money and More. On Saturday and Sunday, you can relax with our great music programs. Join us Saturdays for Jazz at the Spa at 1 p.m., followed by Forgotten Hollywood at 3, and Big Band Jump at 4 p.m. Then on Sunday, enjoy Sounds of Sinatra at 12 p.m., followed by Radio Deluxe at 2 p.m. This is Money and More, AM 1450 for North San Diego, and AM 1510 for the Inland Empire and Orange County. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459. 
and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is Lilyvet Rodriguez, and my co-host is Patty Schultz, and we have Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation, your mortgage, your personal mortgage planner for life, and I love his tagline: "Get people in debt for a living," but uh, then shows you how you can become debt-free in eight to twelve years. Absolutely love that. So we're having a conversation with regard to short sales and how our current market has certain protections that were not available during the 90s because short sales is not a new phenomenon. What is the new phenomenon is just the amount of families that have been affected. So some of the things that a homeowner would need to have ready would be uh, similar to a loan package. So they would need W-2s, they need uh, the tax records for the past two years and bank statements. And that review process will differ from bank to bank, but uh, overall they still need to show and demonstrate what is their hardship. So we're moving into the segment of what is it that an agent should know? Patty, you have over 3,000 short sale negotiations under your belt. Give us the, give us the, the, the tips of what you have seen where agents have made it difficult for that process to be streamlined. Well, the agents that make it difficult are the ones that don't know how to do a short sell. It's just as simple as that. They, they just, they don't know and then their homeowner goes into foreclosure or they get a cash for keys or what they call a deed in lieu of, which is a friendly foreclosure. It's the same thing. It'll show up on the credit report. But that's what, when an agent doesn't know how to package the short sale loan, they put their client in jeopardy. So the agent should take the responsibility in seeking a professional negotiator such as yourself or me because if they're not if they have no history or knowledge or experience in putting a loan package together then that will end up hurting their client is that's correct okay yeah so um now guy from your perspective how how does that play in in the mix? With respect to getting another loan to buy another another home later down the road. Exactly. Okay. Well, depending on the type of loan that people want to get and the type, how much money they have to work with, depends on how many years you have to wait after you have a short sale or foreclosure. So, for example, if you were if you had twenty percent down payment then you could do a conventional loan after two years with either a short sale or a, a pre-foreclosure. I mean, a foreclosure, conventional foreclosures are seven years, so you don't want to even mess with that. But on the short sale, you can buy a home after two years if you have 10% down. If you don't have 10% down, then you can go with an FHA loan after three years, and then you only need 3.5% down. So depending on how much money you have for down payment, and or your FICO scores at that point, it, it, you know, anywhere from two to three years would be as soon as that you would be able to buy another house. Have you ever had any families that sought your uh, mortgage experience directly related to to the short sale process, not necessarily in they've already short sailed their property and they're looking to get back into the market? Um, have you, what has been your experience with people, families needing that type of assistance? Well, in the last, you know, five years or so, I've gotten a tremendous number of phone calls from people who owed more on their house than what it was worth. So they would have, you know, if they wanted to buy another home, they would have to do a short sale or it would go to foreclosure. Or if they, if they sold it, they'd have to bring in a different cash, which usually they didn't have. So... Uh, the only thing that I could do is kind of go over the guidelines with them. Of if they did have a short sale or if they did have a foreclosure, then this is how long they would have to wait in order to be able to buy again. I mean, I 
I couldn't give them any advice on what to do because, you know, again, I'm not, I have to give my disclaimers. I do loans. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a financial planner. And I'm not licensed for those kinds of things. But from the standpoint of what they can do in the future, I would go with that with them. What's interesting, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later, is that FHA just came out with new guidelines that if you had a catastrophic drop in your income, you can now, effective immediately, you can actually buy a home one year after a short sale or foreclosure if you can prove certain things. But I think we're going to get into that a little bit later. Well, actually, why don't we just chat about that right now? Because usually it does take some time. That was actually just announced on Friday. Uh, those of us in the industry, we get announcements uh, directly from HUD, and it was just released. And unfortunately, it does take some time from announcement to implementation. What has been your experience about the time frame that it would take for the program you just spoke about to go live? Well, the, the program itself is live right now. The, the issue that we're waiting for is that our investors and the lenders, you know, who lend the money, basically investors in the secondary market are the ones that are deciding which of them want to participate and which of them don't want to participate. I mean, the way it works with FHA is FHA comes out with their guidelines as to what they will ensure on their loan, basically that's what, what loans they'll accept. And not every lender goes along with that because FHA will allow you to go down to, I think, a 580 on a FICA score. But there's no lenders out there that I know. Maybe there may be one. But most lenders won't do an FHA loan below 620. So there's certain guidelines that, that lenders put into place that they don't want to go below, even though FHA allows it. With this program, the different investors are just looking at the potential risk that they're going to take on this and deciding whether, you know, how they want to structure it and price it in order to be able to do it. But I anticipate most lenders will offer this program because it's an, it's an across-the-board program that FHA has, has introduced. Um, it's good from now until uh, September 30th of 2016. So it goes for about three years. Um, but basically, it just... It, it, it's to help people who lost their homes because of the result of uh, either they lost their job or had a huge loss in household income that was beyond their control. You know, so long as they're able to show that, that they have covered from that, either got another job or they've you know, fully recovered from that event, um, then they can buy another home. The, the other thing that FHA is into, which I think is a great idea, is that these borrowers have to go through um, housing counseling. So they have to go through an FHA-approved counseling um, process to kind of go through, okay, how to budget, if you get into trouble, call the lender and work with them. There are different things as to how to try and not allow, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, yourself to lose the house again. So th that is fantastic information. So if there's anyone out there who is interested in finding out, you know, you're, you've just come out of a uh, short sale, you've been doing everything that uh, some of the suggestions that Guy is talking about, give Guy a call. He could be reached at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. If you want to find out a little bit more on an individual basis about your uh, home ownership situation and you think that you may have to short sale or you just want to find out what your options are, give Patty or, or I a call and we could be reached at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lilyvette Rodriguez and my co-host is Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So, who do you call when you need someone you can trust? 
Hi, Patty Schultz here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spend each month. And he doesn't charge for it. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one trusted source for lending. 562-627-8866. This is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Restrictions may apply. Information is subject to change without notice. All loans are subject to credit approval. Guy Keith is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. License number 01072433. NMLS number 232251. American Capital Corporation is a real estate broker licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. License number 01174694. NMLS number 264422. Equal housing lender. Did you know 26 million Americans have kidney disease? and most don't know it. The day I was diagnosed, I didn't know what to do. I called the National Kidney Foundation, and the young lady who answered stayed on the phone with me and walked me through step by step. She, too, was surviving kidney disease. And she showed me there could be life after kidney disease. Visit the National Kidney Foundation at kidney.org. Now you know. Why radio and why now? Radio is the medium consumers hear most just prior to making a purchase. Imagine your business is the last message heard prior to buying. Radio is immediate, motivating, and effective. Learn more about our professional approach to your advertising goals. Go to financialnewsandtalk.com to find out why radio and why now on AM 1510. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvet Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lilyvet Rodriguez, and my co-host is Patty Schultz. And we're having a conversation with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation uh, regarding short sales and its effect on families that are re-entering the marketplace. Uh, Guy just shared with us uh, about an existing program that's sort of resurfacing with some new, a little bit more flexible guidelines that if you can show that there has been a loss of 20% of income and that if you've been paying all of your other debt within a 12-month period on a regular basis, you don't have to wait that two or three-year mark to be able to re-enter into the marketplace. Guy, I have a question for you. Isn't FHA financially in trouble? Well, I guess it depends on who you who you talk to or who you listen to. I mean, they've they've used that. Uh, I don't know if excuse is the right word, but they've used that idea to continually raise the, the mortgage insurance requirements over the last two or three years to the point where it's much more difficult to do FHA loans because of being able to qualify. Um, they have to go before Congress and provide your reports and numbers to show you know, how much money they have for reserves and how long they think it will last. Um, because, you know, the biggest challenge for FHA is that if they're lending 96.5% of the purchase price, and if somebody does get into financial trouble, the likelihood of FHA losing money if they foreclose on that property is very high because even if you miss five or six payments, you know, that could represent a, a good percentage of the, the, the down payment amount that people have put down let alone legal costs and, and holding costs and other things like that. Okay, but uh, I am a little bit I'm a little bit of a cynic to a certain degree because I've I've looked at this over the years and I, I question you know the we hear all the sky is falling, sky is falling and then the sky never falls. So I mean there may be some financial challenges for them, but I don't know if they're necessarily in trouble at this point. Okay, but let's clear one thing up. FHA is not a lender. They insure mortgages. Correct. 
That's correct. So a lot of people do think FHA is a lender, and they're not a direct lender. They're not a lender at all. They just insure the mortgages. So if you go get a loan from, you know, your local bank, and it's an FHA, then the FHA insures the loan that your local bank has lent you. So I want to clear that up. But another question is, um, do you think FHA is starting uh, this program uh, when you're out of short sale eligibility to purchase uh, because they might be financially in trouble and we don't know? That may or may not enter into the decision. I think I think a bigger part of it is that there's there was there's been so much pressure on Congress to try and help people that are going through these financial difficulties. Um, and you know, I mean, again, again, Congress is trying to do whatever they can to try and help people. Um, and so, you know, when Congress says, "Well, we want you guys to do something," then they go back to FHA, going, "Well, okay, what can we do?" Well, we have it where you have to wait three years. Well, if it's you know, if it's, a, it's an extenuating circumstance where you had, like you mentioned, a, a death of a spouse because you lost your income, or you got laid off from your job because the company plant shut down, or or something like that, and you had a catastrophic event that caused you to lose your house, and you've been able to show that you now have recovered from that, then you should not be penalized and, and, and not be able to buy a home. So I think, again, FHA has always been about what can they do to help people to own a home. On conventional loans, it's more about, you know, what can we do to make sure we get paid our money back? That's a conventional lender, how they look at things. We want our money back, and that's how we're going to underwrite. FHA has more liberal underwriting guidelines because they're there to help people to buy a home. That's why you only have to have three and a half percent down. So I think it's kind of a, it's in that context that it is finally, after you know, a long period of time, looking at this from the standpoint of, okay, people really had a difficult time to be on their control, so we should give them a break and let's see if we can help them be able to buy another house since they've been able to show that they've recovered from that and they're back on even keel. So here's my, my spin on this. As, as I'm hearing you share the information uh, with us, that's really more for those who are ready to re-enter the marketplace. But the same premise goes for existing homeowners that might be thinking about modifications. Wouldn't you agree, Patty? Absolutely. And I think that uh, modifications should be explored. And there again, you need an agent that knows how to package loans or they need to seek a professional such as you or I that know how to package a loan for a distraught homeowner. If they're looking for a modification, absolutely you need to explore that before, even if they've been denied. Some, some, the banks send out letters, just, it's just a you know, protocol for them as they're going through the short sale or the foreclosure process. They just have you know, letters they send out, and they may say, oh, you're denied a loan mod, which isn't even true. You have to have an agent that will pick up the phone on a daily basis almost and call the lender for your distraught homeowner or distressed homeowner so that you can make sure that they are denied or do they qualify? Because most of us will qualify today for a loan modification. It may not be what you want, okay, but most people will qualify for a loan modification today, and but unfortunately, the sad news is you only usually get $100 or $200 off your payment. Some of them are streamlining and just offering modifications to sellers. I had a, a couple months ago a client call me. They were freaking out because they were going to get foreclosed on next week, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down, slow down. <laughs> Let, let's, let's just explore what's going on called the lender and the lender had given them a modification they didn't even apply for it so but again how did how did, how does that occur they're automatically get, because the banks make money you know that's all they want money 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 and the government gives them incentives to do modifications well we know that yeah but if in order for a modification to take place you are actually qualifying again. So there's financial information. So if what 
current financial information could that lender have to even make that modification? That's the part that I'm questioning. I think that it's absolutely great that they are offering the modifications. And now in California, the rules have changed where they do have to be offered and seriously considered for a modification. But at the end of the day, what financial information is that bank using to make that determination? That's a great question, but my answer to that is just simply them being late. Wow. Because they're not sending any financial documents over. No, and they're not making any payments. Exactly. So that is the clue to the bank. Oh, these people are 90 days late or 30 days late. Let's give them a, a loan mod and see. You know, so they'll reduce the payment of 100 bucks, 50 bucks, a couple hundred bucks. And there they are. They're in a loan modification. Well, it's crazy. It's, it, that that it's is crazy. crazy. That is absolutely crazy. crazy. Guy, what's your take on, on the mods? Well, I think, you know, in talking about the lenders and how they know, I mean, if you, you know, if someone has missed one, two or three payments, in most cases, the lender has probably spoken to the borrower at least once or twice. It has an idea of what's going on because when a lender calls you when you've missed the payment, they're, they're going to ask you or, or the conversation is going to go, well, you know, I'm, I'm having difficulties. I got laid off on this or that. So that sometimes will help lenders to figure out, okay, we should do a modification to try and help them. Um, I think, you know, with this automatic modification thing, again, a lot of this comes back to the pressure that comes from Congress. I mean, they're, they're basically they're, they're trying to do so many different kinds of things and there's so many lawsuits going on right now, and it just comes down to sometimes a lender, which I think are few and far between. I don't think they're all this way, but there's some of them. But you know what? We're just going to modify everybody. It's going to save us. You know, in the long run, it'll probably save us more than, than fighting this so, as much as we have been fighting it. Um, you know, but like you were mentioning, a hundred or two hundred dollars savings in a mortgage payment for somebody's paying three or four thousand dollars a month is probably not enough of a relief that's going to stop them from losing their home through a short sale or foreclosure in most cases anyways. I think, I don't know the particular percentages, but I know that within 12 months, a huge percentage of people that get a modification end up in default again because it's not enough of a help for them because of their the financial distress that they're under. Well, you bring up an interesting point because right now, under our new, in, in the state of California, under the new requirements of foreclosure, the banks are required to offer a modification. So uh, what you just explained is under the ideal circumstances where there has been some communication, but our experience from dealing with the homeowners from Patty and I, a lot of times that hasn't taken place. So it's almost like as if the lender no, it's not like as if it is that the lender is trying to secure their position in the foreclosure process. That's a whole different ball of wax. You know, you, you're how does a homeowner prepare for something like that? They they can't. They don't. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't even I mean, you you can't respond to something you're not aware of. And if these things are happening behind the scenes, it just makes it that much more difficult. If you're just tuning in, uh, you're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lily Vett Rodriguez and Patty Schultz and our guest Guy Keith. And we're having a conversation about short sales, you know, kind of behind the scenes, all of the different options. Uh, keeping in mind that each and every homeowner is a unique circumstance and depending on who they're making the payments to, if it's a bank or if it's what they call a servicer, the rules may may change, but that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that light at the end of the tunnel is the information. Just knowing what your options are, what your time frames are, that will really protect the position of where we are at. So, Guy, you brought up a very interesting point in that modifications that are being extended are falling behind. So wouldn't it just be easier and emotionally better if we just cut the cancer, put people on the appropriate plan, so that they are ready for home ownership instead of giving them this false illusion 
that they're going to be able to stay in their house when they know good and well that they cannot afford that modification. First, I'd like to hear from Patty. Oh, no, I, I agree 100% uh, that they should be given it. They need to be aware. They, consumers don't talk to the bank. They're afraid. So they just don't. They get the calls. They don't answer. They're Because they're collectors. And collectors are not nice. You know, and the banks are greedy. And, 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 and they don't care. So absolutely, they need to be aware of what the modification is going to be. Because they, they put them in a modification. And two, three months later, they can't make the payment. Because the modification was just a bunch of baloney. But... The bank was paid $1,500 to do that. Correct. Okay. So, so, when, so when we come back, we are going to talk about how you should select your real estate agent because they really are in your corner. You're listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. I'm Lily Vett Rodriguez and my co-host is Patty Schultz. This program is brought to you by the Radio 50 Network. Visit Radio50.com. That's www.radiofifty.com. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. You already know interest rates and mortgage programs have gone through some wild swings recently. So who do you call when you need someone you can trust? Hi, Lilyvette Rodriguez here, and I recommend Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. You hear him on the show every week, so you already know he'll tell it to you straight on how to save the most money on your mortgage. But what makes Guy really special is that he has a program that he provides to his customers to help them pay off all their debts, not just their mortgage, in 8 to 12 years without paying anything more than what they already spent each month. And he doesn't charge for it either. Give him a call today at 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866 to get the latest update on rates, programs, and get out of debt in 8 to 12 years. Whether you're buying your first home, an investment home, or looking for a great rate on a refi, Guy Keith is my number one most trusted source in lending. 562-627-8866. This is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Restrictions may apply. Information is subject to change without notice. All loans are subject to credit approval. Guy Keith is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. License number 01072433. NMLS number 232251. American Capital Corporation is a real estate broker licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. License number 01174694. NMLS number 264422. Equal housing lender. Race, religion, gender, disability, or other personal characteristics should not limit your options when choosing a place to live. Housing discrimination is illegal. If you think you're a victim, call Inland Empire HUD-approved housing counseling agency, Inland Fair Housing and Mediation Board at 1-800-321-0911. That's 1-800-321-0911. Online at www.ifhmb.com. All services are offered free of charge. A two-run home run to left field, and he got it all. Hear every Quakes game all season long on AM 1510. Brought to you locally by Winning Smiles in Fontana. Call them today at 866-BIG-SMILE and let your smile shine. By Mark Christopher Chevrolet in Ontario, the number one volume GM dealer in California. And by the U.S. Marines. Catch every Quakes game right here on the home of the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Money and more. AM 1510. For all of your real estate and financing questions, call the show's off-air number at 855-411-5459 and speak to the hosts of the show, Lilyvette Rodriguez and Patty Schultz, directly, 855-411-5459. This is Lilyvette Rodriguez, and my co-host is Patty Schultz, and we are having a conversation with Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation. Your personal mortgage planner for life gets people in debt for a living, but then shows you how you can get out of debt in eight to 12 years. We're having a conversation regarding short sales, the the ins and outs, uh, how a homeowner could try and navigate through that process. There are new FHA uh, components or programs that are being released 
if you have undergone a short sale and have made uh, payments for the last 12 months consistently and on time, there might be a program that you can utilize. So please give Guy Keith a call. His number is 562-627-8866. That's 562-627-8866. And his email is guy, Keith, guy at guykeith.com. So we were just speaking with regard to if a family uh, has undergone or is even thinking about modification and the reality of the situation is that they're not going to be able to keep up with that payment because historically it's been shown that they're going to not be able to keep up we're saying it's actually much more kind to the family to help them to move beyond that process because all you're doing is just delaying the inevitable which could be a foreclosure you know the a short sale is not the end of the world and neither is a foreclosure but emotionally that really does take a toll on a family we have seen our experience uh, uh, patties and i and and guys uh, combined experience of over 50 years has demonstrated that emotionally it's probably not the best situation for a family we also from a business standpoint want to stabilize communities how do you do that by having homeowners that understand the process that know how to make a budget that have received some uh, guidance and counseling and know what are the right questions to ask and that's why we're so glad that you've been able to join us today uh, to listen about this particular segment so that moves me in the direction of how do you find the right person and Patty, we were at the beginning, we were talking about uh, what were some of the things that the agents were doing wrong. And the first thing, as, as you recapped, is not knowing how to put a short sale together uh, because it is similar to putting a loan package together. So what has been your experience on other than that? Have there been other things that you can share with us that could be used as little tidbits as homeowners look forward to picking the right person? Of course, the most ideal thing for them to do is to give you and I a call. You know, we can be reached at 855-411-5459. That's 855-411-5459. But from the over 3,000 packages that you have seen, uh, what, what other tidbits can you share with us? Well, as far as the consumer interviewing an agent, first thing is the consumer doesn't know how to interview the agent. So they could be, you know, blindsided. An agent can come in and go, oh, yeah, I have all kinds of experience. I know how to do it. And then they end up letting the person go into foreclosure because a short sell, once you do package it properly, it also needs to be babysitted. So to answer the question, how does a consumer ask the real estate agent if they know how to do a short sell it's a loaded question because most of them don't know how what to ask okay you well, know that's so a it's really hard but one thing is is if you know you're going to have to short sell the consumer should be asking the agent what you've been doing the last six months you know right absolutely are they working at best buy or, <laughs> or are they doing real estate right <laughs> So they need to ask what they've been doing, and it, they really, one good question a consumer could ask an agent is, do you have any mortgage experience? Because we know most real estate agents sell or list, and then they have a lender they go to like Guy Keith. So with American Capital, who's on the line with this? Uh, Guy Keith would be a great guy to call. Basically, he can he can do that. You and I can do that because you need to have a mortgage background. Correct. And we both have mortgage backgrounds. Exactly. And here's the other great thing is that there still are resources that homeowners can go to. The first one is to the BRE, Bureau of Real Estate. You want to make sure that the person who you're contracting, even though they might be a full-time agent, 
you want to make sure that their record is clean. So there are ways, independent ways, to be able to find out if that if that agent is in good standing because you could have someone who looks really good on paper has sold a lot of properties but if they have a couple of dings on their record that's a red that's a red flag certainly is the other resource is car the california association of realtors they have a list that they put out which really is an offshoot of the bureau of real estate again do you want to make sure that you start off on a clean slate by at least selecting a few that then you can start that process? It's not just something that you go into blindly. Uh, any other suggestions? Other than just making sure the agent has, um, you know, some mortgage background, that that's a really good question to ask. Do you have any mortgage background or do you have a mortgage lender that will be able to help you negotiate, you know? And, and I think just when you're in the consulting process with the person, uh, with the client, I think that you can just naturally feel if the person has, you know, any experience mm -hmm. just by the flow of the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing too is don't go with someone who is maybe a family member, your next door neighbor, unless your next door neighbor is an awesome agent. I mean, I'm talking about you really have to see what they bring to the table. Uh, recommendations are good, but then ask for references and call the references. If an agent doesn't have a list and phone numbers of people that they could give you at that time, Again, that's another red flag. That's that's something that uh, you're going to really want to then add other people to the list. So I want to thank Guy Keith from American Capital Corporation for being with us here today. Your personal mortgage planner for life. Get people in debt for a living, but then you show them how to get out of debt by paying all of those off in 8 to 12 years. And Guy can be reached at 562-627-8866. I am Lilyvette Rodriguez and my co-host is Patty Schultz. And you've been listening to Real Estate Radio Unplugged. This is Financial News and Talk on AM 1510 from the Astor Broadcast Group. KSPA Ontario.